I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Scoopy Radio. Radio. In your vehicle, on a train, on a plane, everywhere you want to be. I am Brandon Scoopy Robinson. Follow me on Twitter at Scoop B, Instagram, Scoop underscore B, Snapchat, Scoop underscore B. And make sure to subscribe to the Scoop B Radio podcast simply at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn app, Stitcher app, or simply visit ScoopBradio.com. Last year, Scoop B Radio garnered 2 million downloads. and is a blend of sports, entertainment, lifestyle, politics, and everywhere in between. This episode of Scoopy Radio is brought to you by Wooter. Uh, use the promo code SNOOP, S-N-O-O-P, and save 20% on your first purchase. And on the line with Scoopy Radio right now is none other than my main man, Curtis Gordon, uncle of slain young man, uh, Stefan Clark. And for those who aren't familiar uh, with Stefan, uh, he was shot and killed on the evening of March 18, 2018, uh, by two officers of the Sacramento Police Department in Sacramento, California. He was 22 years old, African-American male, uh, who they found in the yard of his grandmother's house. So first of all, uh, Mr. Gordon, welcome to the program, and, and, and I'm sorry for your loss. Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate it. Uh, based on the family, I, I want to extend the gratitude to you. Uh, they're willing to listen to the story. For sure. And and first of all, how is your family genuinely doing? How, how are you all coping? It's been a couple of months. Um, honestly, it's it's not good. It's not good at all. Uh, <clears throat> the family has been shattered, torn um, apart. It, it's it's really uh, been difficult to mourn. Um, Privately, when your life has been made public, so it, it's it's a dynamic it's a dynamic that it's really hard to manage as we uh, mourn the loss and, and deal with a murder that happened so close, literally so close. And to a man that was was in his early twenties, um, yeah, no less scoopy young radio. father of two. You 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 said you're yes, he was a father of two. Um, and, and it, and it kind of leads to, to the question, it, you know, all hope sometimes seems lost. 
Uh, this keeps happening, uh, violence and the discrepancies between police officers and, and the African-American community. We're scared. Uh, what, in your opinion, uh, being Stefan's uncle, uh, can our community even do at this point uh, to create some sort of change? You can hold the seat of the legislatures in our uh, law enforcement, um, let's say, these, their, um, their superiors. We hold their feet to the fire, really, uh, accountability. Um, there is nothing else, um, as it seems. Um, we continue to protest and scream out our, out our pain, you know, um, from East Coast to the West Coast, um, North and South. It's, we all are experiencing this. And so voting um, helps on a local level, whether that's your DA, which we are faced with out here. We have a, you know, a primary coming and uh, just a matter of less than two weeks. So we can vote. We can get um, elected, you elected officials in um, that hold, uh, that can do more accountability or as they run for our platform, speaking of transparency and accountability, as many politicians do, it's really a matter of holding them to uh, stand, stand on those decisions. So that's what we're doing, just trying to remind the city and the nation um, that there is a we feel there's a murder committed um, we feel accountability is far reaching actually that needs to be done um, and just as, as citizens we have to hold our leaders and um, we have to hold them accountable we put them in office we certainly should uh, use our power to, to remove them out of office you know, it's interesting you bring that up because as I was preparing to speak with you, I, I read um, that this um, tragic shooting uh, of, of your nephew actually um, is is heating up the pulse of the political uh, climate. You mentioned the district attorney. Give me the pulse of Sacramento. How How is this case really affecting, I guess, people's jobs in political office specifically? Uh, well, I don't know as I'm not sitting inside. Um, but from the outside, I can say for the last four or close to four years nearly, uh, our current DA has not held any officer responsible for the murders, the shootings, uh, deaths of unarmed men, not armed men, but unarmed men out here in Sacramento. Just our county alone, there have been uh, a, a couple dozen uh, cases. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's so it's a pattern, and there is no accountability other than the people voice through a ballot to remove said attorney. Um, she feels obviously, and there are many constituents that feel she is right, um, but we just have a different feeling, we have a different view, and the only way to see that change is to vote someone out, and hopefully, the next person. Um, we, We'll vote them in and still hold them accountable and have to do this all over again. It's just that that is the, the way the system is designed. Uh, and we have to just continue to hope that someone will see what many feel uh, we've run across from all walks of life, all um, various tax brackets, and mm -hmm. feel there was, um, there was a case where these officers extended their, uh, their use of force. That they violated that. Um, so it, it, accountability has been nil, has been zero. 
up until this point. This is why the post in Sacramento is what it is. This is why Stephon Clark's name is a little more popular than uh, Sally's and other men's lives who have been lost. Just because it's boiling uh, and the people were tired. So we can only hope that with that, with that energy, and those feelings, um, that people do have some sense of trust in the system to the point of election. But it's very hard to have trust in a system that keeps turning the blinds, I will say. Um, so it's, it's, it's the bit dealing with that mindset in our community, trying to get people to get re-energized and believe in the, in that system, uh, just for that alone to hold someone else accountable. Um, because the people are very much, uh, feeling left out. Um, surely, surely. I, 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 on personal note, um, some years ago, I actually visited Ferguson, uh, after, uh, the tragic death of Mike Brown and, you know, got a got a feeling of the pulse in, in Missouri, and for years Missouri has has had issues with you know racism and just behind on times and just I mean, not to assume you've been to Missouri, but are those some of those socioeconomic differences in that Sacramento area? Like, what different? What, what have you spoken to anyone in that area that could kind of compare the two? Do you, do you know? Like, well, demographically, I, demographically, there uh, there's a reason why our current DA is in office. Okay. And receiving strong support from several, um, we'll say, leaders sure. in the community, um, city council men and women, so on and so forth. So there is, there's a diverse. We are a diverse city. Okay. Um, all upper level, upper class, middle class, uh, lower class. If we have to class ourselves, mm-hmm. um, so it, it, it's all that. Um, but whether it's in a, we'll say, a middle-income neighborhood, I'm seeing uh, placards or little uh, lawn banners for for both opponents, for you know, for both um, parties that are running. Um, it's typically a Democratic state, sure. but not here in Sacramento. It is a Republican-led, um, at least when it comes to our law enforcement, law enforcers, um, they have that backing. So. It truly is a mix, and it comes down to close votes and, you know, maybe uh, just a few percent that differentiate us from one slanted view versus another in how we approach our, our political, um, you know, decisions. Shirley Curtis Gordon on the line, Stephon Clark's uncle talking uh, the, the fatal shooting from two months ago. Now, there was some discrepancy uh, between the private autopsy uh, ordered by you guys and the official autopsy uh, from, you know, the, the coroner's office. Um, yeah. Do you buy any of their version? Uh, well, yeah, there's Definitely, um, I, I guess I'll, I'll take some of it, and I've okay. personally been able to, to contrast them, compare and contrast. And I am no expert. Um, and as I see, though, I mean that's why you know physicians even have second people second opinion. Um, one thing cannot be denied from either end: it's whether it's seven shots or eight shots. We all know that the, that the officers felt the need to empty their clips and shoot 20 times and then reload and still wait several minutes um, before even 
seeing my nephew, were rather gaining control of themselves to go, I'll say, feign um, some sort of uh, assistance in trying to save his life. Um, but in because in that, they shot, well, the, the autopsy one says seven shots hit my nephew, one says eight. I don't care. It doesn't matter if it was seven or eight. Um, they know there were several in the back. Um, mm-hmm. So the dispute, the dispute, whether it's three shots to the back or four shots to the back, it matters not. He was shot in the back. That's the point that I will not overlook. Um, and that's the point that I think in this narrative by the city, uh, the coroner tried to paint. Uh, the fact is they were still lethal shots. Uh, he was hit numerous times. And that's the end of it. So whether Dr. Omalu, who is renowned and who, as we know, uh, you know, there are professionals that did not want to support his his discovery on CTE, you know, mm-hmm. uh, his famous discovery. His credibility was was questioned then uh, because you had several wealthy backers trying not to get that information out to the NFL. Although sure. it, we know it to be a reality. So. That said, uh, you know, someone questioning my nephew, the autopsy that, that the doctor uh, submitted, I questioned them because uh, far too many times, too often, we just would continue to just take and accept what the city or state gives us. And unfortunately, the endo systems that have some corruption in them, there's not always the truth that comes out. So, um uh, yeah, it, it, it's really neither here nor there um, to to diminish the, what what happened by worrying about was it seven shots or eight shots that killed him. Uh, so okay, so if it was one extra shot, okay, what I mean that doesn't that does not appease us. That does not soften the blow to the damage that was done. That doesn't sure. uh, silence the screams you know that my mother her, um, has. You know, this is silence the, the the sounds that literally were heard on the other side of that of the house, of the window pane, hearing mm-hmm. those gunshots that my niece had to hear, that my mother had to hear, uh, that that my that my stepfather had to hear. There's it doesn't matter. There and so, uh, yeah, seven or eight shots, it, it, it's irrelevant. Sure, I wanted to shift gears for a second, Scoopy Radio on the line with Stefan. Uh, uncle Curtis Gordon. I, I, I'm curious. I, I was close to my my late uncle. Uh, he passed away a couple of years ago. Um, I, I I was he he was one of my biggest fans. You as an uncle, um, what was Stefan like? So uh, my nephew was my nephew. Uh, we truly had a relationship where um, it was honest. Um, where I guess not being a parent, you can get more truth out of out of a, a child. And so, so we connected um, through rap, honestly, that helped. Uh, music, music just generally connects people. Um, and that was a big thing as I learned music. He, he actually introduced me to some conscious rappers because that's what we kind of built on um, and then talk over those type of subjects. So that, that was great. Uh, I say that because, like, most recently, to put into context, we were together at the Jay-Z concert out in Sacramento. That's the mm-hmm. same thing where Mr. Kanye had his event last year. And it was me and my nephew then at the Kanye's event last year. 
So it was something we did. We hung together um, a lot. We hung together that day. In fact, I was with him just a few hours prior to his death um, in home studio. Uh, he was eager to take on, let's make a song. Just we just built around each other, and he just kind of was a was a glue for us, um, just to open up our dialogue as we as we built our connection. He was he was very family oriented and loved his children. Um, obviously, most any picture you ever can find of him had a smile on his face. Because no matter what, he was uh, he was one of our family members that. Would push us to smile and laugh even in the hard times. Um, would always tell you he loves you. And even some of men, I mean, sometimes he, with our foolish minds, I guess, um, it kind of throws you off, but he, he will just let you know, I love you. And we'll say it multiple times till you tell him back. It's just so he, beautiful soul. I mean, that spirit, uh, loves sports, played football. Uh, cornerback. I got to see him play football at Sac High. And, and, you know, get all excited when he made hits, knocking balls loose and all that. Uh, as a young, young black man growing up, I mean, he had his, you know, he had his perspective as, as we do growing up, growing up here in Sacramento. Uh, you know, I understand last year we all had to witness the loss of Charles Mann that was shot by the police. So our family was not, not was not amused to this reality in our own city. Uh, so all that to say that uh, he was a conscious young man that embraced the joy of being a father, a two-time father now. He just had a recent uh, second born second born son. You know, it 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 sucks. It, it, I can't even we can't even fathom yet all the years that have to come now. With those boys without his father, and that's happened to be there, and how we can't afford him. Um, obviously, not the true substitute. And so it's it's a big deal, and, and as people forget, move on with their lives. Uh, this is forever for us. Scoopy Radio. Scoopy Radio talking. Stephon Clark and mentioned sports. Uh, he played football. Uh, he he was a hip hop head, and. Um, Former Sacramento King uh, Demarcus Cousins, now member of the New Orleans Pelicans, uh, reached out to you guys. Yes, yes, we did. We did love. What was the conversation? We, like we definitely appreciate Boogie. <laughs> I do too. I think he's very misunderstood. Um, to that point, um, you being a Sacramento guy, what perspective did you gain from uh, you know your interactions with Boogie? Uh, what I learned, what I learned from not just him, but from uh, the community, the community at large, uh, unfortunately, we, we just, at least I know I didn't see it. Um, a lot of communities, you know, um, that never get real insight or real accolades and admissions um, have come together uh, for us as far as providing, whether that's just moral support, um, yes, financial support, taking care of some people bringing over meals, um, you know, bringing us some water, just little things that, that really add to to the whole of recognizing that you are a community, that the community is affected by this, it's not a person. So it is a personal situation. People are affected. Young men and women seeing this and are afraid. So a lot of people have been affected and they came and showed that love in many ways. Boogie, DeMarcus Cousins being yet another one. Um, 
with the, with the blessings that you know were bestowed upon him from his his career and the people that supported him and put him in his position, you know he's obviously not not too big enough um, to see that he's still connected to us as a whole as well and reached out and offered um, whatever help he could and and followed through on them, uh, which and let me just be frank is a key uh, for anyone any organization or any person following through on the word that you can give to somebody, especially somebody that's mourning. So he came through um, and been there still, and we just appreciate him. Um, another fellow NBA or former NBA player, Matt Barnes, um, mm-hmm. still a local, local guy out here. He is in personal contact with us. He usually helps. Um, so it's, it's a beautiful thing to see um, some of these people definitely um, that we may feel are totally removed from us because they have this status now or wealth that they look past that and uh, just follow us as, as normal as they are, you know, as human as they are. So definitely a shout out to all of them. The protests. Uh, they will protest at the Sacramento Kings games. Um, and, and one in particular, uh, Kings owner, Zizek Rendai, addressed the crowd after the Sacramento Atlanta game. Uh, and, uh, because the protesters caused a delay in game uh, after blocking and closing uh, Golden One Center uh, to more fans, um, I'm sure that you you, ha- you have mixed feelings about it. I don't want to put words in your mouth. On one hand, they're, they're, pro- they're, they're protesting because of your nephew, but on the other hand, man, they interrupted a basketball game. <laughs> what were your thoughts? Okay, okay. Um, well, the iron. Well. It's laughable the context, the contrast there. Just you're feeling emotional and you're protesting about a murder, but we're trying to play a basketball game. Those two phrases don't even should even be in the same sentence. But obviously they have to because this is what happened. Uh, well, my feeling is I salute those that have the courage and have the wherewithal to want to step outside of their homes the comfortability of their own safety and speak their mind, speak their truth and, and, and speak for those voices that are no longer being able to be heard for those that, that there's blood crying in the street and it gets ignored. And sometimes uh, apparently uh, if you block commerce for uh, a point, you will get some attention hmm. and attention to where, Okay, let's let's talk so we can keep the channel flowing. If only that's the money channel, uh, that pipeline going. But well, we'll we'll we'll, we'll, we'll stop and, and hear you out at least for now, um, so we can get back to the money. Okay, we understand that. That's what makes this 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 world turn. Uh, so all the more reason why it was honestly. I mean, it felt good to see. It felt good to see people united. Um, and it's so good to see, honestly, the reaction of the Kings that understood and empathized, uh, despite the bottom line, they had the respect, okay, this is, this is something happening here that's real. Um, uh, and though many have put turned blind eyes, as in the pattern, they chose not to, uh, for whatever reason, okay, keep it moving. But they, in, in them getting back to business, they also, did something very, very big for my nephews, my great nephews, you know, my nephews' sons, um, and, and, and setting up something for them 
um, as they too recognize there's a tragedy here, that something went wrong. So, um, yeah, for from 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 the shutdown uh, of the blocking of, of the, the games, I have people that personally pur- purchase tickets to these games. Um, so they had to go through that experience of being delayed, not being let in, um, some even being in, and the rest of the party being out. And though there was some frustration, like, oh, man, I, you know, I can't see the game. I can't get take my mind off of reality and escape for a moment. Uh, many people seemingly understood and waited it out. And so respect to the Kings for the way they handled it. You know, uh, the cops didn't get overzealous and start doing too much. They were able to figure it out um, and obviously eventually let people back in and let the Kings finish the season. And, now we're going to another city because we we ain't not too good yet, unfortunately, for playoffs. Uh, mm-hmm. but, we, mm-hmm. but 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 that attention was given. Hey, that's that's what it takes. That's what it takes. And uh, no apologies. No apologies. Here's my follow up. Uh, we, we you talked about the Sacramento Kings um, being receptive and understanding um, just the, the process and and actually being hands on with you and you know Mike Barnes and but former. Uh, King Boogie Cousins reaching out. His his oh, yeah. um, hmm? uh, There's another player, Temple. Sorry, um, Garrett Temple. Garrett Shout Temple. Yep. I cannot forget him. Um, yes, he is looked at as a current Kings player. Awesome guy. Respect. Here's my follow up. The NFL recently changed um, the way in which um, players will, you know respect the anthem. Uh, they have the ability to stand in, in unity or sit in a locker room before the anthem is played. Here's an abstract question. Do you think that had Colin Kaepernick never kneeled, uh, that <laughs> maybe sports teams may not have gotten it? They still don't get it. Hmm. They, they still don't. Scoop B Radio. And that's, that's been just as Trump didn't get and tried to change the narrative as well um, of this. Unfortunately, media has allowed um, the narrative to change, like to take Collins' words out of context, somehow get lost, uh, as well as others, um, and turn it into it's all about this song, this national anthem. Uh, well, I'll, I'll call it this song, uh, with its historical um, slavery context um, written in it, which we all know. You can ask Google. Um, they don't get it. You cannot get it if you're going to penalize someone. Now it's suddenly a problem. But we, we're at a, I think this should be an age of awakening, obviously. We have the knowledge and the awareness of things, uh, historical truths, that they can't hide. Um, but it seems like this this approach is to keep that hidden, to keep the discussion closed, because whereas it's about our fault, well, it's about a nation's fight um, for the violence, the systemic um, abuse, the systemic killing um, that is happening in our community across the nation hasn't stopped. We are now seeing an increase, or rather, 
social media has allowed us to see uh, seemingly an increase of lynchings. Uh, here in America, modern day 2018. So, to kneel is to be viewed as denigrating a country that seemingly refuses to hear the voice of the people um, that are getting the actual deaths uh, committed upon them. Um, so let's not look at that. Let's not talk about it. Let's not respect that and call that out. Let's, let's, let's do that later off to the side somewhere. Um, but right now we need to make these millions and billions in advertising uh, because that's what matters most. Uh, honestly, we feel that, that, yeah, we, we, we see what matters most to many people. Um, but that's, that is, uh, that's life. And so to, to come to, uh, combat that, we just choose to stand. We have to live our lives differently. We will be the voice that challenges things, that, that calls these things out, not just keep going with the status quo. I don't really care about the NFL like I once did before. I never, never saw myself as a, we lose. You know, we won the Super Bowl because I never got a check. I understand that dynamic always have, uh, but still supported them and still gave money to the Oakland Raiders Stadium and so on and so forth. Uh, mm -hmm. But no, if there's no, if, if that's the way they feel, then let them feel that. And they'd be curious. We've already had our talks. You mentioned, you know, unfortunately, how uh, players respond, how the players' union responds. Um, is there going, is this just being taken and they're just going to accept it? Honestly, it matters not because in the grand scheme of things, they don't have anything to do with law enforcement and policies that allow for killing to occur, allow for use of force to occur uh, continuously. You get officers getting paid vacations, coming back to work, and another, another brother or sister lost because this is policy that hasn't changed and just the status quo keeps rolling on. So. Um, NFL, not for long, you know, whatever acronym you want to make for it. Um, it, it, it you said something. It, it, it's disgusting. It's disgusting. I'll just say that, man. Just... No, you, now you said something um, that, that I thought was, was so thought-provoking. You talked about the internet and media. Um, and, and all the last couple of years, even before your, your nephew's death, I've had conversations with folks just about the internet. And they said that the internet is the equalizer. Um, you, you, I'll defer to you because you have perspective that I don't. Um, would you say that the internet uh, began telling on folks uh, as as things that have been going on in the community? Like, do you think it was always this bad, or do you think it was worse? I'm sorry. Do I think it was worse? When? Yeah. So. The internet is bringing to attention brutality, um, has, has been yes, bringing yes. attention to, um, you know, police's wrongdoings and the interactions that they have, you know, with, 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 uh, young innocent or black men in general. You know, I grew up seeing people like Abner DeWeema in New York City, you know, seeing what happened with that. I'm a Dubiallo and things of that right. sort. So now fast forwarding to 2018. Um, and seeing these things repeatedly done. Do you think that the internet has become the equalizer? Do you think this has always been going on and it's been no. worse? What do you think? No, no, not an equalizer. How can um, technology can't equalize, can't, does not do anything for uh, 
off of the courtroom in, in so far as what we deem in our heads that it's, it's perspective. Uh, the internet has only shown us that it's happening more than you probably wanted to believe or no, no, or, or more than you, you even, you know, more than you realize. Uh, it's brought us to that. It's also brought us to more pain and frustration and agony as we see, literally can see live killing, unfortunately, from officers with a child and a, and a, and a woman in the car and you can, and you get killed literally on camera and that's okay so it's if, if anything it's 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 allowed salt to get poured on the wound a wound that needs to be uh, acknowledged though um because we're in the okay 2018 uh with 2000 you know 1990s 1980s the 70s the 60s the 50s the flight in america let's just be honest on how can we do we want to be here but the plight of our community, of our people, has been consistently one of abuse, uh, justified killings, uh, lynchings, so on and so forth. Uh, for all our progress, uh, I mean, what, what, what do you consider progress? Because you've made some money, we have pockets of, of, of wealth, um, but systemically, lawfully, we're still being treated differently. We're still being uh, abundantly uh, housed and incarcerated, right? Mass, mass incarceration, that hasn't changed. Uh, again, the numbers of, of killings, sure. You can, we can say all we want for what, what we do to ourselves, but those that by our own monies even, by our own tax dollars, get put in the places of power, and protection and when they see us there's not the, the thought of protect somehow gets tossed out and the thought of threat is entered into their brain this is like a pattern and you can really see that across this nation where you can turn off the the thought process that sees someone as a threat uh excuse me a non-threat you turn that off and see them as a threat but if they look like you or a little lighter hue than a dark-skinned, melanin, black person, or a person of color here, somehow in your mind, you can turn that off, and if they're lighter than that, you can approach them with mm -hmm. less fear, because that's, that's, that's the term that's written on the book, and they just run to, oh, it's in fear, so I shot. Right. That, that's too easy. That's too easy to give you if you're being paid all this money, you go through all this psychological training, so these things don't occur. You're supposed to be the fittest of the fit mentally to serve and protect. But you can serve and protect when it's you, when it's who you choose to serve and protect. You can go literally shoot up a church, sadly, and somehow you get detained. Because that's what you're supposed to do, right? With all the training that is poured into law enforcement, all these physicians and, and psychologists, psychiatrists, everyone that's getting a check to ensure that these officers, this whole system is run right, is done right, is, is conducted right. There, but there's a, there's a huge fail in this system because something's completely wrong when all these men of color and women are getting killed. And, but that's justified. So, so it's, it's pretty clear, it's pretty clear, but it's how truthful you want to be to that, to that, 
to that. How honest do you want to be to what, what I feel is clear? You mentioned north, south, east, west. You're out west, I'm out east. Um, and one thing that um, in the same day that the NFL had their ruling on the anthem, uh, the Milwaukee, uh, Wisconsin Police Department released video of uh, officers tasing NBA rookie Sterling Brown uh, and confirmed that the officers yeah. involved have been disciplined. <laughs> Your thoughts when you heard that? It takes power and influence and money that makes this world go round. We are running that sadly, even in tragedy, even in from a low-level community organization to a high-level political pack or some corporation that has lobbyists in place in Washington, and all this money is going to this and the other, just to keep things moving. Thankfully, that man had enough money and connections to others of influence that could call and give them looks or make that backroom deal. These, we need these officers. Or whatever, somebody got to take a fall. Let them take the fall and let's and, and move on because they can't have this blow into something and it's already and the NFL already has a backward already has something going on. And so it's it's just he's just fortunate. He is a fortunate person. The officers, I'm you know, that's probably not their first incident. That's not the first man they probably did that to. You know, so thankfully they got something done to them. But is, is, that's why we can go back to that word. It is a systemic problem across this nation. He's fortunate that it was that he's in a position that he was in, or he would be like many of us, right? Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's the reality. Something's wrong with the system, how these, these professional people that are armed are being trained and they are allowed to conduct themselves as they have been. We, we, we see it. We see it. I mean, same cops that have water hoses to our people is doing this with guns. I mean, it's that's that's the honest truth, man. That's what's happening. So change can come if people really want change. Do they? Do people really want? Or can they even see? Uh, that's the thing. What when perception? If I'm perceived as less than, if I'm perceived as not as human as you. I'm perceived as a threat, an angry black man. I'm just dark. I got to be mad. Okay. Well, I'm probably, if if so, probably mad at the system that keeps looking at me as less than. That, I mean, it, it all adds up, really. But it's, when is the change going to yeah. be as long-lasting? Is And it, can it be? Honestly, can it be? Without the without really a psychological change uh, within the system of uh, those that it allows to go through its uh, police academy, I'm sure there is some psychological training, behavioral training you have to go through. So you're creating a person to be something, and that something is killing us. So the system's got to change, and so that changes uh, what what can change. I like your, your your thought process. I like the way you think. I like the way you speak. What is your background? Um, I'm a mama's son, uh, Mr. Peter Thompson. I am from, born and raised in Sacramento. Went to high school, went all the you know schools out here. Uh, little uh, college in Sac City. I'm in IT. I'm a computer technician, so that is what I do daily. Um, aside from that. I um I grew up loving poetry, 
before rap and all that stuff, I grew up loving just writing. Um, so I, I'm an avid. My mom got me into reading when I was young, reading newspaper. So I just had to learn to read. And, and uh, high school came around, read Malcolm X, and uh, started to see what I see today, unfortunately. Well, um, and, and it hasn't changed. But, uh, yeah, man, I'm here. I'm, I've, uh, I'm a father. Um, I do have my, I have a son. He's 26 this turn. Um, he's a computer engineer who I guess we got the computer thing going on. That's from my, from my father's side. Um, and just a lover of my family, man. And, and unfortunately thrust into this situation where now I have to speak. Um, but, you know, I am part of the community, of the large community. I'm part of your community, even though I'm over here, because we are experiencing some of the same things regardless. And so um, my past has, has presented this future that we have, that I have to deal with. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I, I don't know what uh, I'm, I'm just able to do it right now. Um, I don't want to do it, but I miss my nephew, and, and I cry for him. I'm going to cry for my, my, my nephews that aren't going to see him anymore. Aiden and Cairo you know, are for the mother, you know, that, that now has to be a single mother raising two sons. Um, so, I don't know. My, my background, I'm a young black man, well, my older black man now, that has survived. I've, I've, I've had my own experiences in high school um, with racism. And it's, we're actually junior high when I first learned uh, where I, where how some people view me, um, you know, in a, in a, in a unfavorable light, just because I'm dark. Um, so just through all that, still, still loving, still, still able to make it through, um, and survive. And I don't know. I really don't, I don't know. There seems to be, um, a rush to support and push people to be spokespersons against the violence um, that, that claims the life of their loved one. Uh, maybe it's harmful to those who very people uh, when the moment lifts and the world goes back to normal and they can't. Uh, for me, I, I guess, empathizing with you, um, how do you want your nephew to be remembered? Scoop B Radio. Ah. Uh. So something that I'm still trying to uh, take from him that I've had a problem with, I'm still having a problem, is really smiling. Um, honestly, smiling probably when you don't want to um, because it can help someone else. As he walked through life uh, with his own struggles as a young man, um, something I'm learning by meeting his other friends that you know I've never known, people he grew up with, mm-hmm. uh, is no matter what, he had something in him that would not let him stay down. Um, the spirit to, to smile when you wonder why, why he's not crying. Uh, he, he tried to really instill that in all of us. He definitely gave that to his, to his son um, as he was there for him day in, day out, waking up in the morning. And, and he was the one changing the diapers and, and feeding the babies in the morning. He took that role uh, willingly. Um, ran to it and so I seen that and mm-hmm. I mean as, a, as an older person it's something that um, I missed 
my mother has it and it was instilled in him um is really conveying just somebody just being you have to be okay with yourself that even no matter what that you maybe still have another chance to 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 see something change in your life and so smile for it because honestly if without that uh it's probably going to be tougher but because if, if you can't go into it with some sort of hope uh it's probably going to be uh you know not just just um success success is sure. not going to be as great possibly but he 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 was strong in that um and not being afraid to tell somebody you love them because in hindsight now people are really thankful and appreciate remembering those times and holding on to those times. I, I uh, particularly know this one young lady uh, that, that that was instilled uh, in him and he shared that to his friends and family. Mm-hmm. That, that's something that we are so appreciative to hold on to that we can see his smile. Uh, even that day, unfortunately, uh, like I said, I was with him like three hours prior to the, his actual death, and we were all together, family, um, him embracing his sister, watching her praise dance, and just smiling uh, and being happy and thankful that should we just here, you know what I mean? It could, it could be worse, it could be better, but we was here, and right. that's all we needed to start from. Half the Fonte. like we all are shattered inside trying to put on a face to the public and that face is wearing thin um mental health is a reality uh especially uh it's not a lot of light being put on this is about mental health awareness month um, mm-hmm. but yeah. he's not good he's not good because his brother was ripped from him his brother was 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 shot at twenty times, hit seven or eight times, left dying in the grandma's backyard, just feet away from the door. Five minutes or more, he laid there. It's not a it. it when you wrap your head around it, and that's your family member. That you you I I don't know. It, it's tough to stay mentally sound and deal with this as you deal with people that systemically last year, the year before last, the year before last in my city, this city, justifiably killing men, unarmed men. It's the hardest thing to do, to keep saying, hold on to your brain and look these people in the face that you can probably imagine what they're thinking behind their eyes. Because there's truly not, I mean, any sense of accountability. We were wondering why the man case. Mm-hmm. Okay, the fourth step in part. Why you can justify knowing constantly that an officer said run over a person, attempted to run over the person, and shoot that person that is unarmed, and you find out they're mentally ill. So that said, uh, basically, my nephew. Uh, Thank God for him because honestly, with his the youth are our the youth are so great and so beautiful because without them, a lot of the world would not even know my nephew's uh, tragic killing. Uh, so Stevante, you know, I love him and shout out to him for he for what he done himself, meaning 
he put himself on the line. He put himself out there. He stopped eating. He just wanted to make sure the world knew that something happened here in Sacramento and it will not be ignored. Uh, and unfortunately, it's taking a toll on him now physically, mentally. Uh, so we seeking um, help to get that uh-huh. addressed. Uh, unfor- well, as we all know, there's, uh, I mean, that, that's, that's a lengthy process financials, um, whatnot, but we are working on, on that, uh, so we can save our own as, as much as we can. Um, but, but no, it's still early. It's very fresh, you know, um, it's, it's something that that's going to take a while for all of us. And we all have our days, you know, just the cameras aren't on where we're breaking down, where we're, we're, we're angry and, and want, you know, we, it's just really having your hands tied and just the uniqueness of this situation. It's in your backyard. It's people who are in the house that literally heard the shooting. So for all of it, as I, I, I take on my nephew's pain, uh, Stevante, I take on my sister's pain, my mother's pain, and we're all just kind of sharing it, unfortunately, because we all loved our family member deeply. Uh, we all love seeing him with his sons and we're looking forward to him being there. I mean, him teaching them how to play football. It, it, so it's, it, it's going to be a while before any of us. Um, and I can't speak on a brother who was, I mean, that's your brother. You literally grew up with him. He was his older brother. Devontae is Devon Clark's older brother. So he wasn't able to protect his brother. Devontae Clark was a working man, literally, filed for uh, application to our local county, um, well, prison. He was he was uh, going to be a correctional officer. Devontae Clark, oh. the young man you're seeing outside here now, that's my nephew. The young man was working as a security, worked for the King's security. He was up in the Golden One Center. He was the one, one of them, while he got his credentials and everything squared away to become a CO. And now he is thrust to fight the same system he was ready to be a part of. That's a tough one. People don't understand how much we are affected by this in the many various ways we are affected by this. Um, and it's not like, like just going around, just, you know, tearing up the city and all that. No, it ain't even like that. Yeah. Um, Scoopy Radio on the line talking with Curtis Gordon, uncle of Stefan Clark. And, I got to ask you, you talked about the financials. Have you, you as a family decided whether you're going to sue the city or the police department? Is where, where are you guys with that process? Well, first of all, we are still trying to hold uh, the city and whomever else, county, um, accountable for the murder. Meaning we want officers arrested, thrown off the force or something. Um, so at this time, that is our only focus and getting, gathering, um, you know, some support for voting in the next two weeks, um, keeping people's minds on that because we want not just for us, but for the future, whatever happens. And I don't mean financials. Um, that's irrelevant because none of that's going to bring him back. None of that's going to suffice to have young Cairo Clark, Stefan Clark's son and young Aiden Clark be okay know what his father know what their father wanted to instill in him they're not going to be able to get that so it don't matter what how how 
plush a, a, a living situation can be without the absence of that spirit, without that, that, that physical being, it don't matter to us. So right now, as we deal with this attorney, district attorney, that has not taken any action on any other previous murder that we feel she should have, we're concerned about getting her out of office and holding whoever else accountable. And whatever else they got for that, um, after that, then so be it. But that's for lawyers, and, and that's nowhere near where we're at right now. Um, other than, yes, yeah, getting some, some support to take care of our, our you know, physician bills for mental health issues. And that is our only concern right now, other than when is this DA going to take, get the report and make her decision, if she's still in office, to be quite frank. Um, if she doesn't make a decision before election day, she might not even be the one in there to make a decision, which we're fine with. So that's where our focus is. Uh, accountability, first and foremost. And that accountability is not financial. Uh, that is legal or rather um, lawful persecution. Um, these matters need to be adjudicated differently than just mm -hmm. you just keep coming you scared and you can go kill. That's, sure. there's, how are you scared, but you're the one with a gun and you're 10 to 12 feet away from somebody else? Why are you the one scared? That's an excuse. I don't, we, we are, we are, uh, I just can't accept it. I just cannot accept it. So that's what we want. There's just, there's no way you can just keep justifying this. Well, there is if the people keep allowing it and just by the voice getting quieted over and over and over again as our protests do. Unfortunately, you know, there's a, you got think tanks that, that that know how to combat these 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 protests, know how to try to quiet down, you know, the people's voices that are frustrated. There there are things that that constantly are in place and and put out there to dissuade and and, and you know the red herring and, and throw our minds off of something else. It ain't about the NFL. Looking past the true incident, looking past the looking past the true issue, it's about the true issue. But the NFL don't want to acknowledge that, then let's not deal with the NFL. That's my own personal opinion. Uh, though I trust, I am a football fan. But hey, you don't care about my people. Now they're going to get penalized because they don't want to stand or support or or for an for an image and something that symbolizes their downfall or something that symbolizes keeping them enslaved. I mean, talk about the song. Has the, the NFL said, yeah, you actually should stand for this song that we know talks about when you were enslaved? So we you, we we supposed to keep standing for that, right? Surely. That, that's the systemic problem. We are supposed to just go along to get along with something that is against us, and that's the American way? Uh, no. Brother. We have talked about the NFL, the NBA, and a myriad of other things. And one thing that you added to the conversation that I'm impressed with, you guys had a bond over music. So I got to ask this last question. Um, if, if your nephew was yeah, around, what you say? <laughs> oh, the Kanye event. That was great when we were there together. And this was, this was pre-Kanye ranting, of course. No, we got to see the 20-minute, 25-minute. We were in the building that night, me and my nephew. We went. We watched it. I got it all on tape. Tell me about that. What 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 was what was Stefan's response to his rant? Well, everybody I'm really just 
shaking their head and just like, eh, it's it's yay. So at the point at that at the moment it was like, wow, he's really not gonna sing anymore. This is it. So we just singing in, just like whoa, you know, just uh, just absorbing, kind of just laughing, uh, and then kind of wondering, is this all we gonna get? And then when he left, we we're all waiting, is he gonna come back? Uh, you know, um, are we gonna get a concert? So it was kind of just a shock that we all had. It was funny, um, too, just hearing the things that were said. Um, it started out great, you know, Cuddy was out, he was dancing, he was singing the songs, he being my nephew, Stefan. Um, it was just a great moment, and it, it just went like that. But, but then, this year, you know, marked a year later, uh, Jay-Z coming to town, so it was great. Uh, my nephew, myself, my son, uh, Stefan, he was there, his woman, his baby's mom was there. So we were all as a group thing, once again. Uh, yeah, I was there. I, I'm the uncle that, that yeah, I'm, I'm hanging with my nephews and my young nieces. I'm, I'm, I'm in the mix with them, talking to them, building with them. Um, Kanye was somebody that, well, J, Kanye was somebody because of his consciousness, uh, college dropout, linked us. Um, my nephew introduced me to, to Chance. He introduced me to Kendrick. He introduced me to Big Shot and Meek Mill uh, early on, mixtape days. So he, he had a, definitely an ear for music, um, and it was great when he could bring something that he knew I would listen to because they had some sort of substance to it as well as just good music. Uh, so definitely, that's um, those are the three three main major artists and the ones that he, he really liked too. Naturally, he liked Mozzie because he's from our city. But mm-hmm. uh, Kanye, Kendrick, oh, and Big Crit too. Oh, I love mm-hmm. the Big Crit because Big Crit just came out here uh, last month, and we were out there. We went to the concert with the, obviously repping my nephew with the shirts on and everything. Because um, yeah, he was a Big Crit fan, so it was it was it was bittersweet to see because I know he would have been there. We were like. It was just this last month. It was, was going to happen. Uh, Who would you and your nephew um, guess maybe disagree on top MCs of all time? I'm curious to know, generation to generation. Uh, top MCs, Jay, Yay, uh, Who are you listening to? Lyricism, but you like Kendrick, so there's some lyrics there, and he was, you recognize Big Sean, um, but I didn't really listen to a lot, I didn't hear him listen to a lot of old other than Jay and Pac, mm-hmm. um, but lyrics would be, I don't know, I don't know, I can't give that, I can't give that. Gotcha, gotcha. But lyrics, but who got lyrics today, really? Um, Nobody. It's mumble rap. No, but no, you have. Um, I like Chance. I do like Chance. Um, push it. Lyrically, lyric. Thank, thank you. Yeah, lyrically push. But he's a no, he's not in the younger. He can't get that. He is a lyricist, so he can't get that. Yeah. Um, J Cole, I think, is one of our best right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Cole. I've seen him too. Um, yeah, there's really not much, huh? 
it makes you stop and think about their lyrics. <laughs> yeah, it's really a Psy High. I love the Psy High album last year, and shout out to him for the dedication song he did. He performed with Crit out here, and his song, um, Don't Know Why, well, it was awesome when he performed that about the young, well, he, about our brothers getting slayed out here. Mm hmm. Um, but yeah. We touched on a lot, brother. And please promise um, that you will stay in touch during this process. We on the Scoopy Radio, and we, we empathize with you guys. We will keep you in prayer. And anything that genuinely that we can do on our end to help you in your movement and your cause, don't hesitate to let us know. Yeah, the thing to do, really, you know, is all of us, man. We got to, something may push you into the, that's that moment um, in your life, uh, and you just have to step up to it. You got in the position of media uh, on the radio. You're bold enough to say the things that, that you're saying. Um, it's really a matter of that, you know, because everybody got their own agendas. and We all have a, a different end goal. It might be very, very, very similar uh, with some little tweaks, obviously, slightly different. Um, but overall, what matters is what happens when, when the radio goes off. You know, what you're doing daily, what you're doing around your community, what kind of jewels are you dropping and seeds are you planting? Um, because this reality is not just our reality. You know what I'm saying? This tragedy is not just our tragedy. Um, you see it, you know, I don't even go to Starbucks. I haven't been to Starbucks lately. Hmm. Uh, and, and we all know why, you know, um, and that's a small example of the things we go through. So it's really a matter of being aware of who you are, where you are, and, for all our problems amongst ourselves, you know, with, you know, a lot of programming, I feel, and how, you know, just the educational system, how we were reared, um, it affects how we treat ourselves and look at ourselves. Uh, and I mean anybody, people of color, people of lighter shades, uh, still there is that human factor. Some, you know, you, you still bleeding red and blue, just like I do. So, we have to see that. And for those that don't, they just won't. And there are going to be those problems in our cities uh, across the country. And for, there are many people that want to be for you, that will support you as they too need support. They just don't know how to give it. And I think the, uh, the only way really to do that, just be honest and just to tell them and see brother, sister, we, we, I'm like you. I know I may, I may look a little different or my money may be a little different, better, a little worse. But I, my experience at the end of the day, nine times out of ten, is going to be very similar to yours. And there's one true reason why, and we all know why. So we need to find that out again, identify that, rather recognize, acknowledge that with pride and figure out how to make that stronger again. Because until we really stay united, we need to police ourselves and all that again. Until that happens, you leave that to somebody else to do it. So. I'll leave you with that. Let somebody else do it, or you do it. Which one are you going to be okay with? Enough said. Flash Gordon, Curtis Gordon, thank you for joining Scoopy Radio. <laughs> no uh, doubt. I hated that growing up, but uh, it's all good. Oh, Lord. That's, that's a conversation that's, for another day. We're going to finish it. <laughs> that Flash Gordon. I got you, though. Thank you, brother. Brother, thank you. No doubt, no doubt. Salute to all y'all listeners. We appreciate your time. I do. Thankful. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Respect, my man. I'll talk to you soon. All right, peace. Scoop B Radio. Overtime. 
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.